Well, folks, Chia Debsha Arish, Augustus Jerry Adams and Shaw Arish. So, good couple of weeks, well, a good week, certainly, since last I spoke to you. I really, really enjoyed the Ireland's Future event down in Dublin. And uh, Ireland's Future is well named. And the Lark, the landmark event in Dublin was all about the future. It was a very ambitious project, obviously. When you consider that over 30 participants addressed 5,000 citizens, 10 political parties with five party leaders, along with leaders from civic society and the arts talking about their desire to achieve a united Ireland and music and dance as well. That's a remarkable achievement. And the audience were very excited, engaged, respectful. The tiered thousands listened attentively, applauded enthusiastically, and there was a sense of hope in the air. And it's good that Antonishta Leoboradkar was there. And it's unfortunate, though not surprising, that Antishak was not. Now, there were interesting and insightful contributions from those who were unionist and are now on personal journeys of discovery. Ben Collins, the Reverend Karen Suterman, Andrew Clark, Peter Adair, they all explained why they've moved from unionism to advocating for unity. For Peter Adair, it was the Brexit vote in 2016 that opened his mind to other possibilities. Andrew Clark is for progressive politics on same-sex marriage and women's health, and he didn't see his views reflected in political unionism. Ben Collins remarked that he and the Reverend Sutherman are from East Belfast, and he said, we want people from East Belfast to do well. What we need to point out is Britain doesn't really care for Northern Ireland. They don't care. They don't want us. The final speaker of the day was the actor James Nesbitt, who spoke for all in the auditorium, and he said that the referendum on unity requires an informed debate. Jimmy said that the solutions that emerge from public discussion of the options for the future need to be led by the people. And the three arena was buzzing as the thousands headed home. So if you've been a thuse bat, then become active. If you're already active, then be more active, do more. The Good Friday Agreement with its provisions for a unity referendum, its commitment to defend and protect the rights of all citizens is the bedrock of the philosophy that drives this Ireland's future movement of United Irelanders. So well done to you all and thank you. And if you're about Belfast or indeed, well, it's a bit late now, I suppose, because the Belfast event for the Waterfront Hall next Wednesday on the 12th at 7 o'clock is already filled. It's a capacity. There's no more room for anybody else. And that's the first of the Sinn Féin Commission on the Future of Ireland People's Assemblies. And the second People's Assembly is up in Donegal in the Mount Oregon Hotel and Letterkenny on November the 24th. And I'll come back to you in a future podcast about the Donegal gig. 
And this Commission on the Future is to give an opportunity for people to have their say. For people to come in and just speak their minds and put forward their opinions, good, bad and indifferent. And the Commission's already received submissions from a wide range of opinion. I think the Belfast one is now at 80 and there is still space if you want to make an online submission to do so and it will be recorded in a report of, of that event in the future. So there you go on the 12th Waterfront Hall. If you've registered, don't forget to turn up and turn up about half six or in Letter Kenny on November the 24th and more details about that in the future. I want to deal with a little book. Well, it's wrong to call it a little book, but a book, very, very fine book, written by my friend Oliver McMullen. It's called State Murder in the Glens. And it's long been my view that people need to tell their own stories and the stories of their communities and their families. And historians, understandably, to a certain degree, often concentrate on the big events, the big stories, the big leaders. And these are important, but usually the personal accounts of citizens and their individual experiences are ignored. And Oliver McMullen has put this to right about an incident, two incidents, in which IRA volunteers Patrick McVeigh and Charlie McAllister were killed in Glen Arif in May 1922, and civilians John Hill, John Gore, and James McAllister were murdered in Cushendall in June 1922. And the three young men shot dead in Cushendall were victims of the Ulster Special Constabulary, a paramilitary armed Unionist force. And Unionist paramilitaries, mostly the UBF, were recruited almost to a man into the Ulster Special Constabulary of A, B and C Specials, which eventually formed the bulk of the Royal Ulster Constabulary. For the first time, the terrible events of June 1922 have been researched and published in Oliver's book. And Oliver's uh, an activist, he's a former Sinn Féin councillor and an MLA and a proud uh, Glensman and County Antrim native. And his book is an insightful, at times disturbing and frightening reminder of the imposition of partition and the brutality involved. And usually the focus is on Belfast and maybe a wee bit on Derry, but this is a rural district and how people there suffered under partition. Oliver used state records, some of which were locked away for 75 years, and he details the circumstances surrounding each incident, the disgraceful manner in which they were investigated or, or covered up, the inquiries that were held, the lies that were told, the biases of the court, the denial of truth and justice to the families, and the complete cover-up that took place. His book will be launched on November the 3rd in Aras Ekanili in Belfast on November the 3rd at 7 o'clock. Well done, Oliver. Job moi, Janta Ogutsa.
I want to speak a wee bit here just about uh, an old friend of mine, Oglock Frank, known to many as Lucas Quigley. And we buried Frank last week. A very large funeral on a beautiful, warm afternoon. And there were tears and there was music and a fine paper and Bick on the Fadjoke Stein. And there were songs. Fran McCann was for a tea and Donnie Morrison excelled himself with a wonderful oration which captured the essence, the humanity, the humour, the bravery and the history of Frank and his family. Especially his brother Jimmy, another Oglock, killed aged 18 by the British Army 50 years before on the very date of Frank's funeral. Donnie's food remarks are on social media but what did he say? He said that Frank had uh, a love of life, indeed a lust for life. And why wouldn't he, given what his family came through? When Frank was nine, his father died. At 19, Frank was shot. Six months later, Jimmy was shot dead. Tommy was in prison for life. When Frank was in Port Leash, his infant daughter, Iceland was seriously injured in a fall. Later, his eldest son, Cormac, was attacked and brutally assaulted by a loyalist gang. His youngest son, Rasa, was critically injured in a car. Crashing was in a coma for a time. And years later, Rasa was killed by death drivers. Two years ago, Frank lost his partner, Pat. Early this year, Josie, the mother of Cormac, Aisling and Rasa, died of COVID. So it's a wonder, Donny said, any light shone from Frank, given all of these blows to him and his family. Frank's mother told Donnie one time, I often wonder what Jimmy would have ended up working at, how things would have been if the troubles hadn't come along. That's a thought that every mother has had. Donnie said, it's hard to believe that Jimmy is dead 30 years. And Mrs Quigley said, Jimmy's 48 this year. 48. Because you see, Jimmy shot dead at 18, lived on in the thoughts and the lips of his mother, his brothers, his friends and comrades, just as Frank will. Mary Quigley was a, a wonderful woman. Over a 29-year period, from 1970 until 1999, she visited her sons in Crumlin Road Prison, the Maidstone, Armagh, the Cache, McGilligan, Mountjoy and Portlaoise and the eight jails Tommy was imprisoned in the length and breadth of England until his release under the Good Friday Agreement. Maradur and Pearshock, Lord, thy art hard on mothers. I always find Mrs Quigley very welcoming, very supportive. She, as much as her sons, fought for a better future for us all. She supported the peace process. And so did her warrior son, Frank. He was also a fine artist. He had a grand recent years for hats. As Tommy said to me at the wake, he used to love dressing up. So, Tashe Erinsli and Erinya Anish. August Gunyani Gia Trokra Arahanam Dilish. Frank Lucas's favourite song was The Lonely Banner Strand. So here we have the flying column 
and this song about Roger Casement. Sleep well, Akara, Mani Gia Devsha, Gulyar, Ogoslori Mailatsa, Lakuna Gia, and Shakhtan Shaw Hogging. Milabwehas, Slan, Ogospanakti Devsha. Twas on Good Friday morning, all in the month of May. A German ship was signaling beyond out in the bay. Twenty thousand rifles already for to land, but no answering signal did come from that lonely banastrand. No signal answers from the shore, Sir Roger sadly said. No comrades here to meet me, alas, they must be dead. But I must do my duty And so I mean to land So in a small boat towards the shore On the lonely Banastrand now the R.I.C. were hunting for Sir Roger high and low They found him at McKenna's fort And they said you are our foe Said he I'm Roger Casement And I come from my native land And I mean to free my countrymen On the lonely Banastrand now they took Sir Roger prisoner And they sailed for London town And in the tower they laid him A traitor to the crown Said he, I am no traitor, but his trial he had to stand. 
just for bringing German rifles to that lonely Bannerstrand. It was in an English prison dark that they led him to his death. I'm dying for my country, he said with his last breath. But they buried him in pretty soil, as so far from his native land. And the wild winds rolled his requiem on that lonely Bannerstrand. Now they took Sir Roger home again in the year of sixty-five, and with his comrades of sixteen, he and peace and tranquil life. His last one wish it is fulfilled for to lie in his native land. And the wild winds roll in peace again on the lonely Bannerstrand.